Rafferty, and you are watching These Are Questions. This is the internet show where I ask people questions about things, life, and such not. And today, I am with Quaz Shukat. Yep. We did it. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Before I get into the show itself, let me explain the rules of the show. The rules goes as follows. I'm going to ask you a series of questions going to be based around your career and aspirations, along with a mixture of questions that are both idiotically random and borderline stupid. You may answer them as you may please. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. You ready? I think as ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Internet, are you ready? Take that as a yes. With that, let's begin. So I want to take this time to allow you to formally introduce yourself. I know your story a little bit, but to many, a lot of people don't know your story, and you have one heck of a story. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you think my story is interesting, but um, yeah, my name is Kyle Shokad, and I came here uh, to this country, United States, in 2010. I was originally born and raised in Pakistan, and uh, ever since I moved here, I always had this passion for theater, for acting, for writing, for poetry, and all those kinds of fields. And I always felt that in Pakistan, the arts are a little underappreciated. So I never really got the chance to pursue those passions the way that I would have here. So the, the minute I moved here, I was like, wow, you know, I, I saw that there are avenues for artists. There are avenues for people who want to create and want to inspire people and, 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 and make art the way, any way that they want. There, there's no limitations, I feel in a lot of, even in schools. So the, when I had the opportunity, I always jumped on it and I took theater classes and I loved acting and I started writing. And so now today, um, even though I want to be a physician in the future, I'm planning to attend medical school. It's my senior year, I'm applying for that right now. I'm also a theater minor because I feel that the arts mean something to me, it matters. It shows you the world in a very different way. And because I have a passion for it, because I want to work on my skills, I thought, hey, why not supplement my biology major with a theater minor? So I'm trying to blend the two worlds, and so far it's been a wonderful experience. I'm glad. It's it's so uh, rare for someone uh, that is studying in two opposite spectrums between biology and between theater. Just two fields out of the whole complete direction there. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I get that a lot too. People are like, wait, what? Bi biology? What's your minor in? Theater? How? How did that happen? And so people don't really expect you most people that are science-oriented are science-oriented, and the ones that are arts-oriented are arts-oriented. So it's rare to meet people who are kind of in the middle who enjoy both. And so, yeah, I mean, I embrace it. I like that about me, that it's something different. It makes me stand out. So, yeah. It definitely does. So you said theater. Let me, let me ask you this. What is your least favorite Shakespearean play? Least favorite? Mm-hmm. Ah, that's, that's a good question. I would have to say Midsummer Night's Dream. It, I, I just feel like it's overdone. I did it in high school. Almost every time someone mentions, oh, let's do something different. It, and that's their different play for Shakespeare. And But the ironic thing is everyone thinks that it's the different one. So everyone does it a lot. So then it's not different anymore. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's cool. I like it. I like the story, but... Eh, it's overdone. Uh, it's not my favorite thing. Fair enough, fair enough. You know, everyone has their favorite. Everyone has their least favorite Shakespearean play. For me, it's Hamlet. 
it's my least favorite. It's like it's it's it is overdone, even though it's one of the most popular yeah, ones. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, Hamlet's character, it's like, oh look at me, I'm Hamlet, I'm Hamlet, oh I'm sad, feel sad for me for the entire time. And then, you know, you could have finished off the story within the first act. Just saying, that's my thoughts on it. Everyone procrastinates, you know. He kind of wanted to give you that moment and then hope make you wait for it. But you know, everyone has their own thing, so you know. That's true. That's true. Very true. So for those who don't know myself and Quaz, we did a TED Talk, uh, not together, but we were in the same class. We were a part of TEDx NSU in 2016. And we both have different experiences from that event. And um, I wanted to take back and go back to that moment where we did our respective TED Talks. And I wanted to get your insights about the event, what happened before, after, and your overall thoughts of everything that happened during you know, the TED Talk. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember seeing that first, and I was a huge fan of TED Talks, still am, trying to watch as many that I find interesting. And when I find out that NOVA has an event every year that they host, the TEDx NSU event, I wanted to apply for it. And I saw the theme was time, and that's pretty much all that they gave us, I think, right? That mm-hmm. all they said was time, and yeah. describe time in a certain way that is meaningful to you. And think of a speech that you can make on it, or you know, a TED talk. And so I wrote out my application. I thought about, hey, well, what, what would I do about time? And I thought back to the, the kind of culture shock that I witnessed moving here because I find here, because things are more organized and there's a lot more technology at your fingertips, that we're so used to getting everything so instantly. Whereas in Pakistan, things are much less organized. People in general have the attitude of being more laid back and casual about you know being um punctual so you're used to waiting you're used to being patient you're used to oh just going with the flow things don't happen on time oh that's just how things are but here i know people are a lot less patient because they're used to getting everything instantly so i talked about those cultural differences and how if you kind of are cognizant of the fact that well everything doesn't happen instantly things do take their time and sometimes if things take longer the results are better if you're aware of those kinds of things it's going to make you a more patient person going to make you more comfortable in 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 times where you have to wait and in general for the people around you it's going to make you a lot more pleasurable to be around because no one likes that impatient asshole who's (laughs) sitting there you know annoying everyone around him so if you want to check out both of our TED Talks, I highly recommend it. It will all be in the description down below. But we'll get into plugins and all that later on. But I wanted to ask you this. This is a fan-submitted question. Um, if you had the chance to rule the world, what would be the first thing you would do? Uh, I would definitely make summer longer and the make the... the the school, the school week, only like four days. Everyone's more chill. You, you're actually looking forward to going back to work. You get more time to do the things that you want to do. And it kind of balances it out. And I think the same way if school itself was half of the year instead of, you know, three quarters of the year, you have the time to, to focus on the things that you don't usually have time for during the school year. So, you know, you can, you can work on your art. You can work on on your other passions that you have. So I think having a balance, maybe making the school days longer would be fine, but as long as we have half-half, I would love to do that. I think every kid and every child and every student would agree with me too. Pickles, disgusting or amazing? Amazing. 
there you have it. Pickles are. I don't know. I don't know how that was a question, but you know, I guess some people have opinions that are wrong. Some people don't like pickles. Others love pickles. I agree with you. Pickles are amazing. And if you don't like it, then we're gonna have some problems. I know you are studying in two different fields, but I wanted to ask: Is there any uh, possible endeavors that you want to do at some point in your uh, professional career as you're developing into these uh, new areas and new pathways? Um. Yeah, I I think I would like to kind of mix the two in a way because I find a lot of times the general public doesn't appreciate science because it's 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 a very closed off kind of environment. Scientists in general, I think, think that since they possess you know the skills and training and information and education that most people don't, they kind of like oh they don't need to know it or you know. Let's let's leave them out of this. Let's focus on our own scientific community. Let's you know educate ourselves, help each other, and kind of leave out the public because it's something too difficult to explain. And I just think that's lazy. I think if we make the effort, if I think that's what we see with really good professors and very good teachers and educators is that they make that effort to explain something that's complex and break it down in a way that anyone can else anyone else can relate to. And sometimes, as you'll see, are very enthusiastic about what they what they're doing and the work that they're involved in because they see the beauty and they see the interest, they see the impact of what they're doing. But to communicate that and get the public excited about it, that's something that scientists lack the ability to do. I feel, and since I uh, happen to act and happen to write and enjoy doing both the science and the arts. I feel it's it's almost a responsibility for me that whatever I do, at least I can communicate to others in an interesting way and make them excited about what I love to do, and that's science. You know, there's so many beautiful things going on, so many amazing things about the world that we're right at the frontier of discovering and researching and working on. That it the only difference between me being excited about you know a specific gene that can get rid of cancer. And and the average persons that they just don't know about, they're not inspired, they're not excited about it. So it's on us, the scientific community, to kind of make an effort to show the public, hey, we're not these snobby, nerdy scientists working on these you know minuscule, unimportant things. We're doing really great stuff, and it's really exciting, and everyone can get involved, everyone can get behind this. So that's what I want to focus on. Whether that's through poetry, whether that's through writing scientific literature things like that whatever it is i think that's an important thing that i want to do sometime in the future so you want to have more of a creative approach with the sciences mm -hmm. and develop it in a way to where uh people that are more on the creative in the uh, theater side can enjoy it but also those that are more analytical and scientific science i guess scientifically heavy mm -hmm. uh in their research can also respect it and enjoy it as well so I mean, the sky's the limit of what you yeah. could potentially do if you wanted to go more into the arts or into literature or maybe developing a play that kind of parodies that or, or, or um, allows, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm really uh, in, in tune and trying to think about what, what could be done because it's a, it's a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's so many possibilities that you can do in theory and in execution. Yeah, I, I think, the, you know, the quintessential example would be like Bill Nye. You know, he, he is like the image of science for a lot of students here. You know, when you grow up in the United States, you, you pull out, you know, your TV on the wheels 
you watch Bill Nye and he gives you a lesson about science which is the same thing that you'll learn in class. It's scientifically accurate, everything's, all the information is great, but he puts it in a way that it excites you. Or, you know, you watch, there's a lot of YouTube channels, Vsauce, for example, comes to mind too. Or, you know, it's okay to be smart, smarter every day, Veritasium. They explain scientific concepts, but in such an interesting way that everyone gets excited about it. Everyone's interested in seeing, oh, let's see what this is about. Oh, I'm learning something. You know, it makes learning fun. And I think that's what's really important. I would maybe go during, down that avenue would be cool. So, you know, anything that I can do to get more people involved with science, I think would be the best the use of my time, so. That's, that's awesome. That's that's, that's uh, respectable and, and, and really cool that you're even thinking about doing these kind of things. And best of luck to you as you develop yourself into your career there. Yeah, so you, you talk about science a lot. Let me ask you this. What's Newton's law of universal gravitation? Well, pretty much Newton said that uh, every body that contains mass exerts a force of gravity on the objects around it. So for planets, it's very intuitive. We can we know, hey, you know, there's gravity on Earth, that when we jump, we fall back down. Why? Because the Earth is having a force that kind of pulls us towards the center of the Earth. Similarly, the moon is attracted to the Earth, that's why it rotates. And the moon has its own gravity, which is why the water on the Earth and in our oceans kind of fluctuates up and down in the tides. So that's intuitive in that sense, but what's interesting is that every object that has mass also exerts gravity. It's just that sometimes that force is so minuscule that it's not detectable or it doesn't have any influence on the things that you see. I'm not gonna lie, that was one of my random questions. <laughs> I should have changed guests for a second there because I shouldn't have not asked a scientist a science-related random question <laughs> because anybody else would not have known that answer except someone that studies the sciences and studies, you know, physics and knows Newton's laws. So um, that was bad on my part. I'm just gonna, for the record, there. And you see, see, I'm trying to explain science in the way that people can understand. So that was a good. Uh, kind of a follow-up to what we were just talking about, but it kind of gave me a chance to do what I'm saying I want to do. So yeah, that was a good question. Is there any advice that you want to give to anyone that's watching here for this episode? Anyone in the, in the audience that's listening and watching this show, um, any advice you want to give um, to them that's trying to pursue different endeavors, but also trying to learn more about in science and also in theater? I think the number one thing for me is that even if you're trying to balance these two things that are so far apart, so in my case, you know, biology and theater, remember why you want to do it. Remember the passion that you have for both. And it's important because if, if you feel that the passion is waning, then maybe one is taking over or maybe, hey, maybe this isn't what I want to do. You know, let me focus on just the one that I'm passionate about. But keep that in mind because at the end of the day, when you're, when you're, buried under all these assignments and all this work and all this stress what's really going to keep you through it is that passion when you think when you sit back and think wow you know isn't just science great or wow isn't art really what life is about that kind of bottom line passion that you have for something is what's going to keep you motivated and keep you going and keep you concentrated on the task that you have 
So I, that's my advice: is always remember what you're passionate about, and be honest with yourself. If you don't feel passionate anymore, it's totally fine to abandon it, or not abandon it, but kind of take a step back and be like, okay, I'm not going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on what excites me, because that's really what it should be about. Anytime you do something that you're passionate about, that you're excited about, it won't feel like work. It may be stressful. It may take you a lot of time. But at the end of the day, you'll always be satisfied with every effort that you make, and so that would be my advice. It's good advice. Well spoken advice there. My last question is this: Would you rather be in the ocean with a great white shark, or would you rather be in the savanna with a lion? And to preface this, they're both chasing you. Huh. I would go with the savanna with a lion. First, because I think the ocean is actually really disgusting, because everything that's ever lived and has kind of gets its waste there. If you think about before humans were a thing, everything was in the ocean. So imagine everything that's ever died, everything that's ever procreated, all of our waste, all of our chemicals, everything goes right into the ocean. So the ocean to me is really disgusting. Plus, I feel like a shark attack would be really brutal, and then my blood would spread out into the ocean, and then you'd attract a bunch of other predators and other animals trying to attack me. It would be this whole thing, and I don't want to deal with that. I'd rather be chased by a lion, which also my favorite animal. Oh, and you know, it'd be kind of cool, kind of cool to die, you know, by something that I love. But look at my invisible watch that I don't have any time or recollection of. But it is time, my friend, to end off this interview. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's been great being here. Until then, we will see you next week for another riveting episode of These Are Questions. Good night. Or good day. I don't know when you're watching this. Could be watching this at 4 o'clock in the morning right now. Or 4, or 5.45 in the afternoon. You know? You could be watching it here in in America. Or um, in Italy. Or in Japan. Or whatever. You know, wherever you wherever you have a connection, and a phone, or computer, or YouTube, that's science, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. Technology, it's wonderful.